Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hot Body Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I am Sam Nifty Delady. So what? Wow, there we go. It's the Friday episode. Welcome along. Um, weekend's coming up. Uh, I've got some very, very big digging news. Oh, great. To start off. <laughs> You're not aware of this, are you? You haven't seen this one. There's been a no. bit of digging stuff. I get sent a lot of digging stuff, so I don't yeah. know which story you're you referring probably, to. Su- you probably subscribe to a lot of uh, Dig lists, monthly. emails and all that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. newsletters about digging. Yeah. Um, this is in Spain. This is Alicante. Mm. And the uh, the story reads thus. Uh, when an, a disgruntled teenager headed into his back garden six years ago with a pickaxe, proper digger, mm. not a spoon, a pickaxe, yeah. to... Let off steam by attacking the ground after a family quarrel. Mm. He never imagined he would end up with his own underground man cave. Legend. <laughs> Andre Cantor is now 20 years old, but thanks to a fit of peak when he was 14, his underground retreat in La Romana in Alicante now incorporates a sitting room and a bedroom. Fucking oh, hell. my God. He started digging and he just didn't stop. Yes. Um, bit more. He says, uh, Canto, an actor, <laughs> says he does not really understand what was going through his mind in 2015 when mm. he headed to the garden with his grandfather's pickups, but he appreciates the result. Mm. Here's, here's a quote from him. He says, my parents wanted me to change clothes to go to the village, but I wanted to wear a tracksuit so I could mess around in the village. Yeah. He said, they told me I could not go out dressed like this. And I said, no worries. I can entertain myself. And I went to the back of the property and I started to dig a hole. <laughs> this is the, a great man. The digging continued. Andrea found he liked to wind down in the evenings after school by working on his excavation several days a week. He was hooked. Uh, the pace of construction changed when a friend brought over a pneumatic drill. <laughs> Imagine you just know a mate who's got, yeah, oh, I've yeah, got a pneumatic exactly. drill, mate, if you want. Yeah, guess, guess what I've got? Yeah. <laughs> what? Got, pneumatic drill. Got oh, it for my birthday. <laughs> Between the two of them, the project became a 9.8-foot-deep cave, occupying the young men for 14 hours a week. That's not bad. That's a part-time job, isn't it? That's like after-school work. Mm. Um, uh, Andrea plans to expand the cave, which has a bedroom and a sitting room, a heating system, Wi-Fi from his mobile phone, transmitting from the cave entrance, and a music system. The temperature is a constant 20 to 21 degrees Celsius between May and September, he said. So he's keeping cool underground. 
He says, it's great. I have everything I need. It can be tiring to work here as it is wet and there is not much air. But I have found my own motivation to keep on digging every day. Yeah. Fucking hell. There you this go. man, I mean, if we still did Humans of Honour, he would be a prime yeah. candidate. Because you think this combines so much of what this podcast's all about. For a start, he's very disendat, right? Mm. He's like, eh, it's no problem. You're not letting me wear my tracksuit into town. I'll stay here and dig. <laughs> No problem for me, right? Um, I dig in my tracksuit. The fact that he wanted to wear his tracksuit is a very just rest attitude. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I got totally. it down with you, but only if I wear my leisure wear. He's 14, there wear his tracksuit. Of course, yeah. Well, Good that's hell. like Len. I mean, Len won't fucking go anywhere. Like, he won't wear anything that is in the least bit uncomfortable at any time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, same with my boy, yeah. He comes in. And he goes straight upstairs without even saying hello. I've told you this before. Mm-hmm. He puts on his pajama bottoms. Yeah. He's got one. Yeah. He's got a few different pairs of pajama bottoms, right? But there's this one pair that he, is his favourite, <laughs> right? And they're so worn out that they've got massive tear in the knee, like practically. Right. And the tear is spread, so it's practically the whole leg is just like a, more whole than than material, right? It looks like Robinson Crusoe. Yeah, raggedy. <laughs> then his West Ham. Um, his West Ham uh, dressing gown, no top. And then you know what he does? He comes back down, right? He goes straight out into the back garden, irrespective of what the weather's like, right? Mm -hmm. He gets on the swing ball and he smashes Mm -hmm. the shit out of the swing ball, dressed like (laughs) that in his dressing gown for a good half hour. But And only then... Will he then come back into the house and yeah. engage with the family? Re- rejoin the family unit. Yeah. yeah. And I just think, well, you've got to do what you got to do. And exactly. this, kid, this kid is is similar. He's just like, I want to wear my tracksuit and I want to fucking dig because I've got my own demons, right? And yeah. I'm going to fucking work on them in my own way. Yeah. Um I mean, Len's doing what he's got to do, like you say. It, it's kind of like school is obviously there's pressure building up there, and he comes back, yeah. and he has to just Thanks release it. that pressure, and it works for him. So yeah, why not? It does, yeah, because he's usually if you let him do that, like yesterday, it was it was raining and blowing mm. a fucking absolute gale, but he still did it. He, he still did it, and he won't. And and like obviously, my good wife was a bit concerned because she's uh, he's going to catch a chill out there in that gale, just mm. wearing a tracksuit bottom and some raggedy Robinson Crusoe trousers, right? <laughs> and I'm like this. Let him fucking do what he needs to do. Let the kid breathe. <laughs> and he just goes, whack, 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 just fucking it round, non-stop half an hour with a fire in his eyes. Then he comes back wow. in and goes, all right, how's, you know, oh, good day? Yeah. All right, dickheads, how's your day then? Stick the kettle on. Uh, um, this, 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 uh, this dressing gown and these raggedy trousers, do they get washed? Uh, they get washed? It's a classic case of we have to go in... Uh, we have to sneak into his room sometimes he's when he's there. asleep to get it washed because mm. he won't let us wash them. Yeah. So you have and then to put nick them back it. as you found them. And then put them back yeah. as you found if them. If he finds sort of out, he'll kick off a bit because yeah. he'll have to put on some less favoured tra- um, <laughs> pyjama bottoms and I think like a non-West Ham. Non- I mean, you Jesus. can imagine what the West Ham dressing gown's like as well. I mean, it doesn't look <laughs> pleasant to wear to me. Because you know all that club shop tat is made of like yeah. highly flammable, man-made, plasticky, <laughs> the sort of stuff that as soon as you put it on, you start sweating and smelling a bit. Yeah, yeah. That's everything in every club ge- shop, isn't it? Generating, generating lots of static electricity. Yeah. You touch. Somehow it, it, it somehow it radiates something that gnaws at the fucking ozone layer. 
but they charge yeah, you like well, 70 quid or something for it like club shops are fucking mental everything in there like because we've obviously got some insight to the merch world right from mm. our experiences with the Latvians and now yeah. we are on Redbubble if you go to our website topflighttimemachine.com and go to mm-hmm. the merch page there will be a link to Redbubble where, which we mm-hmm. have moved our operations to now after yep. we felt let down by the Latvians so we have some like insight to how it works and what the profit margins are and all the rest of it right Yeah. and I look at the West Ham club shop now I mean I always thought it was bullshit and you just sort of think, this is, they're literally, they're going out of their way to find the cheapest, cheapest, shittest things. Because mm. they've worked out, if we get the cheapest shit that's manufactured in Taiwan or China in sweatshops, right, mm. the worst quality product, as long as we get it stamped with a West Ham badge, badge. we can mark it up by 300%. Maybe and more. we were dealing with the Latvians. We weren't dealing with, with kind of like Southeast Asian sweatshops or anything like no. that. There was He's a Latvian, level. Lads. There they was a doing level like, of ethical. We businessmen. We businessmen. This give us our freedom that we need. <laughs> Mister Top Flight. Yeah. I've told yeah. you, my name's not Mister Top Flight. My name's Sam. Mister Top Flight says, Time Machine. It says we're top serious businessmen <laughs> here in here in Latvia. We're richest men in Latvia. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, I saw two tweets yesterday. <laughs> absolutely side by side on my timeline being retweeted by two different people one of them was uh, a Liverpool fan talking about how um, admirable it was that Liverpool have now got a fans representative on the board and this is a a, a great moment and it's going to be you know there'll be change henceforth and all this and then the tweet next to it was someone complaining that the new home kit for kids is 55 quid for the shirt yeah. Fucking quite right complaining about that. And I think as well, there's a lot of these big six clubs have been saying, oh, well, now we've got a fans representative on the board. Everything's going to be great. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> fucking Fuck idiots. I mean, this is why the world's such a stupid place. People are bought off so easily and are so, yeah. like, gullible. I mean, I was out with a couple of mates last night and I got one of my best mates is a Spurs fan. And I really liked his point of view because he started saying, which I just... I get bored very quickly of popular points of view, even if they're my own point of view. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because they're everywhere, yeah. Yeah, and you're just like, yeah. And it's like, they start, <laughs> it's difficult. I was out with my two best mates, and once they both get past the fourth or fifth beer, for me, it gets a bit tedious, right? Because yeah. it's just two yeah. men, it's two man babies shouting really loudly over yeah. each other, right? And... uh <laughs> And they go and they shout. So they decide one of them's a West Ham fan, the other one's a Spurs fan. So they start to have some pathetic fucking, what, like, my team's better than your team. Pathetic <laughs> chat, right? <laughs> and it's like, um, by the way, I'm easily drawn into those chats myself. So although I sound judgy, I, I'm as juvenile and immature as the next cunt, sober or not but sober, we, we when it comes to football. We must never forget that it's, it's a children's game. It's a children's game and having any sort of like getting serious about it in any way is pathetic. But I am capable of doing that. And last Sim. night they were doing it. And uh, what I liked about my Spurs mate, he's, he just started going, to be honest, I thought the Super League sounded like a fucking great idea. And I'm absolutely <laughs> gutted we abandoned it now. <laughs> and I, my was like, what? What? How could you possibly say that? How can you sit there? 
people always say, sit, Sal, can you sit there, don't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How can you sit there and tell me <laughs> that that plan to rip the very soul out of the beautiful <laughs> game? Right? And I just the thought, I, got nothing I, to do I, with it. I had an epiphany moment where I sort of thought, yeah, that's much more of an interesting point of view is to say the Super League was an awesome idea. Well, and also what, what I liked I, was as well. That's what that he, I said. Yeah, he was I going. Said, I, I said at the time, yeah, if they do it so that it's weighted, so that there's a draft system or something, so there's not the yeah. same team winning every year. Mm. Fucking yeah, I could see why it would fucking... Well, that would be good, yeah, but they, they probably wouldn't do it like that. No, they probably wouldn't, but, you know. But, like, it, I just thought, I don't think he actually believes it, but I just thought, well done yeah. you for making the effort to think of something interesting to say, which is, <laughs> you know, it's a bit like um, what Danny Baker and, and Danny Kelly on their phone-ins used to always just say, be any good, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I and I, I sort of sometimes think in life, life can be life. The world can be a tedious place, but it can also be a beautiful place. And mm. I think I appreciate people who make the effort to be interesting because most people. I was out. I was out with another couple of mates last week, and literally one of them started talking about Meghan and Harry. Right. And I thought. Whoa. I thought to myself, what. What? I mean, it's not this. that I can't remember what their point of view was, and I don't care whether they were pro fucking Megan or anti Megan or whatever. Just, I just thought, what the fuck is happening that I am involved in a social situation with the sort of people who want to fucking discuss this sort of shit? Like, yeah. I couldn't give a fuck. Talk to me about a Spanish lad fucking digging, right? Mm. That's interesting. <clears throat> the rest research. is just being force fed to you, like, for, like we're yeah. fucking. Idiot monkeys being experimented on in a fucking brain laboratory. <clears throat> I mean, I've got no problem with people holding opinions that they don't genuinely hold. No. As long as they're interested. I, I love that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's why I was so proud of my mate last night. Because I don't think that he genuinely believed the Super League was great. <laughs> but he understood that sitting three, three middle-aged men sat in a pub going on about all the reasons why the Super League was bad is pretty much the most fucking boring thing you can engage in now. Like yeah, a few weeks ago when it first broke, yeah. it was justified for the first 48 hours, but come on, right? So he said, yeah, I mean, look at Tottenham, we're shit now. He goes, we're going to end up in this fucking European Conference League. Fucking hell, I wish that they'd stuck with the Super League. That'd be much better. <laughs> we get to play Barcelona and Real Madrid every week. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And then the other thing I said, my worst damn it, yeah, 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 disgrace, you're absolute fucking disgrace. I mean, West Ham fans, I've got to say, the whole, I know all clubs do it, but the sentimentality and self-righteousness amongst the East End community is second to none, <laughs> apart from maybe the Scousers. We're second only to the Scousers, right? <laughs> it was a disgrace, and your scum football club were complicit. And I just go, yeah, but you, do you think that if someone had fucking called up Karen Brady and said... Hi, we want West Ham. Hello, this is fucking Sir John Real Madrid. Do you fancy joining our Super League? It's a closed shop. You never get relegated. And by the way, there's a 500 million fucking golden hello as well. Karen Brady. Karen Brady is going to go, no, I'm afraid not. How dare you even ask such a question? That would tear the very heart and soul out of the people's game. Sorry, how much did you say? 500 million just to turn it up. Yeah, I'll fucking go on then. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> but my West Ham mate was like, what did you say? And I'm like, 
I just think that West Ham would have definitely said yes. And actually, oh, yeah. I think... Every club would have. And, and everyone goes on about Leicester. Oh, Leicester is such a well-run football club. Leicester would have said yes, right? Everyone mm. would have said yes. I said, that's it. Everyone would say yes. Because that's how they run. But yeah. the, the reason Bayern Munich didn't do it is because of the way they're running, because of that 50-plus-1 rule that they've got. They would never have got it mm. past past the fans. So it's just then they knew that. They knew it was a non-star. So they just didn't bother, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Still waiting for the punishments, obviously, for the clubs. That, I uh, saw a new story. Oh, just like, lastly, on the Spanish um, lad, who I really now do want to get as a human of honour. Yeah. What I liked was, I can't remember the exact words you used, but he started to dig and he couldn't quite work out why, right? Mm. And I relate to that strongly with digging and other certain things that I've been very passionate about in my life Yeah, is where you start to do something and it's like the digging gods had overtaken him. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, the like digging when someone gods. speaks in tongues almost. Yeah. They've been possessed by a... He was just a, a vessel. force. His body yeah, was a vessel, that's right? right? A, mm-hmm. a vessel for digging. And it had been overtaken. That, and I've been... And, and not all the time when I dig, but I do remember times when I was digging as a child where I felt mm. it was an out-of-body experience. Like I was floating above myself looking down, looking at myself in the bushes next to the A4 as the traffic whizzed by and all that lead got inhaled into my fucking chi- tiny child mind with oh, my dessert yeah. spoon. Digging, yeah. digging, digging, and digging some more, yeah? Mm-hmm. And I can relate to that kid a lot. And I think everyone, it might be digging, or for you it might be something else, you know, masturbation. A lot of us in our adolescent years, we were wanking all the time, but we we weren't doing it because we made a conscious decision to do it. It just was happening. Ourselves. Yeah, mm. we were possessed so, by the wanking gods. Did you see this news story about the... Um, Class of senior civil servants has barely changed since 1967, report reveals. Can I I just give you a little final bit on the Spanish kid at the end? Because this is fucking sweet. Right at the end, last paragraph, it says, Meanwhile, his parents are fine with their son's underground retreat. After seeing his videos, his mother went to see it for herself. Andrea says, She came down and told me that it was smaller than it seemed in the videos. Oh... (laughs) Power play. His yeah, his mother's got down and goes, yeah, yeah, it's not all that. He's not that good. <laughs> On a video, I look much bigger. This is, uh, <laughs> no, it's too pokey for me. Uh, six years of his work. <laughs> That's yeah. classic. Some parents it's not are like real that. house. That's the sort of thing my dad would say. <laughs> I'll go back to my real house now. <laughs> With my kitchen and my cooker and my TV. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking power oh, played by your mum. Brilliant. King of digging, king of digging. So this yeah. this story is about class in Whitehall because you know civil servants oh, in yeah. the olden days. We imagine they were the classic British gentleman in the bowler hat, right? And I wish yeah. they still were like that, but you don't see bowler hats anymore. Mm. I bet American tourists are really, really like disappointed when they arrive and they come to yeah. visit Big Ben. They don't bowler see any cunt umbrellas. walking around in a fucking yeah. Anyway. This is the class composition of senior ranks of civil service hasn't changed since 1967, right? Civil servants from poorer backgrounds uh, don't seem to progress because there is an unwritten set of codes and rules and behaviours that are sort of, you know, that you kind of, uh, by a process of almost osmosis through the public school system, Mm -hmm. you obtain, right, and absorb. 
and the and it's so it's a struggle. You can maybe apply and get the job if you're not from that background, but you won't yeah. thrive. And you know, I can see that. I can get, see how those things work. So far, yeah. Institutionalized sort of. It's not even anyone is purposefully holding you back or saying let's keep the good jobs for ourselves. That's how insti- that's why people often misunderstand what institutionalized racism means, for example, or institutionalized sexism or anything else. It's like there is not a conscious agenda to hold mm. people back, right? Um, but it happens unconsciously because some people more naturally fit in to a situation get to grips with it, understand it and communicate with the other people within it and therefore naturally rise up more quickly than those who are not already sort of well-informed or naturally comfortable in that environment. And that's why you often get people saying, well, there is no racism. I'm not racist. I I give a job to a black person or a white person. It makes no difference what color skin is. And when they're saying that, they're right. They wouldn't consciously think, I'm not giving that job to someone because they're black. They're saying Mm. it because... And so, you know, they're not consciously racist, but there is... Anyway, I don't know why I'm getting into this because the whole point of me telling you this story is for one phrase and one phrase only that I heard on the radio. (laughs) Civil servants from poorer backgrounds are less likely to climb the, in quote marks, velvet drain pipe to the top. (laughs) There's a fucking velvet drain pipe, mate. Wow. And you've got to climb it and it ain't easy. It feels nice and soft. But it's slippery too. That's velvet, isn't it? Yeah. Shit. Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Jalapeño. Is it just the same... Dimensions is a regular drain pipe, you think? It's which is coated in Picture your drain pipe at home yeah. in Sunderland. Yeah. I'm assuming you've got a plastic one. I don't know if Flat you've got a metal one. Plastic drain pipe, yeah, standard. Yeah. yeah. Same here. Although I've got big problems with my drain pipe. Might actually do a shout out to the cunt to see if anyone can help me with it. Right, I've got <laughs> major drain pipe issues. Um, yeah. it just, yeah, just imagine that, but imagine it was but coated. Well, 
coated in velvet, you'd struggle to climb it, wouldn't you? I'd struggle to climb a conventional drain pipe and I'd mind a velvet one. Yeah. Which just, just goes to show, I think, doesn't it? But, uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Imagine you. Pipe. Imagine if you'd decide to go in the civil service. service. I mean, I got some insight to what life is like for you trying to fit in when we had to have that, when we made that Netflix podcast yeah. with Julian Fellows. Yeah. It was, yeah. I thought, well, this is what it looks like. I'm getting, I'm getting an up-close and personal yeah. perspective on the way in which barriers unconsciously, because mm-hmm. Julian Fellows had no conscious bias against you, right? Not at all. He had no problem with you on a personal level. He seemed like a decent guy. He but tried his best, yeah. He, he made an effort, but he mm. couldn't understand what you were saying. Didn't understand he the looked word at of you it. and he wasn't sure what you were. No, no, no. Right? Is he man? Is he man? Yeah. Is he beast? <laughs> he didn't know. <laughs> it was like he thought. I mean, I think yeah. at one stage he, he referred to, he said, talking to me, he said, you're a monkey, didn't he? And I was like, mate, yeah, that's, yeah, I, I, I understand what yeah, you're, where you're coming no. from, but he's, he can, he's not he a monkey. He can hear you. He, he has said to the me, power of hearing. Me, why have you shaved your monkey and dressed him like a gentleman? <laughs> have you brought him along to send him up the chimney? <laughs> Does he accompany you everywhere? I'm like, Julian, fuck's sake. You, you can fucking hear what you're saying. Does he understand? Yeah, he fucking yes. speaks English, you cunt. It's a different kind of English. You might not be able to understand what he says, but yeah. He has most of the faculties that we do. I'd wager, I'd wager he could climb up a velvet drain pipe very quickly indeed. Scamper up it, he would. Does he have, does he have claws? No, it's just normal hands, mate. <laughs> They're very rough hands, aren't they? Well, that's genetic because his, his forefathers were miners. So they're born with rough hands. Uh, why isn't he wearing dark glasses? Can he, can he, can he cope with the daylight? Is he blinking? <laughs> it was like... Uh, yeah. Do you, have you ever watched My Fair Lady? I've probably talked about My Fair Lady. Oh, not for years, not for years what, and years. Um, it's, honestly, it's one of my top ten movies. It's, it's <laughs> such a funny film. It is fucking hilarious that film. I watch it Are very we regularly. Dive into it? <laughs> it's fucking dive into warrants it? a dive big time. Right? It's got yeah. one of the funniest all-time scenes in a movie, which is when Audrey Hepburn turns up at the fucking races, and she's been taught by Rex Harrison how to talk posh, but she she's got the posh accent but the language she uses is still common so it's fucking hilarious because she's saying all this common shit about uh about someone who nicked her aunt's hat pin (laughs) (laughs) and how her aunt was a fucking alcoholic who was addicted to gin but she said it on this fancy way she loved the gin something chronic law love you and all this stuff right (laughs) It is one of the funniest comic... And, she, you know, Audrey Hepburn wasn't even known as a comic actress, really, was she? Yeah. I'm telling you what, she was a fucking comic genius. She's really, like, the funniest woman who ever lived. But Rex Harrison in it, very similar to... it. Rem- basically, the dynamic between Julian Fellows and you mm. really reminded me of Rex Harrison's dynamic with Audrey Hepburn in My Fair Lady. Yeah. And I was half hoping that he might propose a wager to me. <laughs> Yeah. That he could train you. <laughs> he could train you to pass as a gentleman at next year's Ascot. Yeah. If I allowed you. Ha, what say you, Mr. Delaney, that I... <laughs> and he produces some money from his pocket. I broker you a wager. I 
I will put a deposit on your pet and he shall come and live with me at my lodgings for one year, precisely. And within that year, I shall have trained it to pass for a gentleman at next year's Ascot race meeting. If I succeed, you shall pay me back the deposit plus more. If I fail, then you shall have the money. No, I can't, mate. He's got kids. He's got kids, he's got work, he's got he's got responsibilities. He's, he's got train ticket booked for like half two. He's not sticking around. He's got he's a life get, to go back to. get to fucking King's Cross, come, you nutter. Come. Everyone has their price, Mr Delaney. <laughs> I'm like this. It was a bit like indecent proposal as well. I'm like, how much like, did well, you say? Well, I might be able to work something. <laughs> if, I could get, if I could make it happen, I will. <laughs> Listen, let me Julian, make a couple of four calls. I got. Is this a and Andy? Look, I don't know whether this is a sexual thing or what, but I've had a chat with Julian. He wants you to move in with him for a year, right? Now, before you say anything, right? There is a lot of money that I'm prepared to split down the middle with you. Eighty twenty, eighty twenty, mate. <laughs> Fucking hell, he's probably got a really nice rig. He's going to feed you well. It's only it a year. Be that bad. <laughs> It's only a year, not that long. I mean, it was just before lockdown, wasn't it, when we did that thing? You could so, have had a year yeah, living at fucking Julian Fellow's ring. Yeah. I don't know where he lives, but I would reckon it's somewhere like Oxfordshire, and then he's got yeah. a pied de terre a in He probably lives in the in the house where they did Downtown Abbey. Yeah, that's, that's where probably, he lives. That's probably is, though. He probably bought it at the end of the series. He's like, that's where I got the idea from, you cunt. Yeah. <laughs> I went to buy it, I, lived, I couldn't yeah, figure out how to raise the money. my rig. <laughs> and I imagined yeah. what it would have been like in the olden times. <laughs> I had my eye on it for years. The only way I could find a buy in it was to write a TV show in it. I could sell around the world and then I'd just swoop it up with all the money. <laughs> yeah, that's what he did. Julian um, fucking I mean, yeah, t- a TV show with me and Julian Fellows, a documentary series. With him training of, you. Uh, of him training me up for a year. Yeah, that would be good. If you're listening, Channel 5. Mm. But, Today, uh, I will be teaching you about fine dining. <laughs> now sit there. No, not like that. <laughs> did they did they do something like that on E4 or something where they got, um, they got some common women and they tried to turn them into <laughs> ladies or something like that? How disgusting. Pol- it was called something like polish up the slags or something like that, wasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, can you imagine the cunt who devised that idea and then commissioned yes, it as well? Yes, I can. Awful. Yes. Yeah, fucking Oxbridge cunts. Yeah. Uh, it was it was ladette to lady, wasn't it? That was what it was. Fucking hell. Ladette. 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 That's, That's a word that doesn't well. work. That's a word that makes no fucking sense. Ladette. Well, it's like Smurfette. Yeah, they've nicked it from that, haven't they? Yeah. Well, and Hammerette, we, who were the cheerleaders that they used to wheel out at West Ham before games, who'd do all the dancing. Really? It's all dodgy. It all was very much different times. You, you can't put et. You wouldn't call a female podcaster a podette, would you? Not their face, no. <laughs> I mean, if we started having... Podette. Like, at live shows... <laughs> I'm Sam Delaney and I'm Andy Dawson. Please welcome on stage. And these are the wonderful, glamorous Ladettes. Let's hear it for the uh, pot. No, for, let's hear it for the, the Podettes. And they like all come on. Singers. Yeah, they come on like Pepsi and Shirley with pom poms and yeah. like sort of sportswear, like crop top yeah. vests, but in all branded top like Time Machine. 
It's not yeah. on, is it? We can't get away it's with that. It's not on. But then again, if that's what people want, then we, who are we to deny them? You know, if you want, want it, get in touch and we'll make some inquiries. But if you want to for be the record, we don't think this is right. We don't think it's if, good or right. No, but but you know these things need to be explored. And if you want to be a podet, we'll be visiting a series <laughs> of towns and cities later in the year. Dates to be uh, subsequently uh, confirmed. But we're stop very close. Money up. We're very close to confirming some dates and yeah. locations for our live tour. All new live stuff, yeah, which I think, I think is going to be, be really exciting. Announced probably start of next month, I think. Yeah. Once we've got it all finalised and everything. But uh, just remember, before that, it's our last Brown John episode this week coming up, next Wednesday at 8 o'clock. We've changed the day and the time to make it easier for some of you. Um, and it'll be the last one probably of the year because after that, it'll, there'll be actual live in the flesh shows um, around yeah. the country in November. So it's going to be a bit of a special one. And uh, we suggest you get in touch. Okay. Get, I mean, yeah, get, get buy a ticket. It, it, I mean. it, it clashes with the Europa League final, apparently. So, you know, make your decision. Oh, fuck it now. Who's in that? Manchester United and some other non-scab team. So, yeah. uh, Dynamo cunt. Something like that. I'm not really interested. Um, but yeah, you, can so, always, anyway, but, you, you can always get the Brown John and then watch it on catch-up after the football. Yeah, if you, you don't do have that. to watch it live anyway. So just buy it. It's cheap. And... Um, you, I think you get the tickets going on any of our Twitter feeds. It'll be on there. It's yeah, pinned to my go on our website. It's on there, isn't it? Yeah, it's all there. It's fucking easy. Um, Just work it out for yourselves, mate. Do you? Um, have you uh, obviously, Earth Tournament is not something that we're spending a lot of time on because it now has its own podcast, which is called yeah. the Bear Tent, which you can subscribe to at EarthTournament.substack.com. Yeah. I haven't put it on iTunes and Spotify and that because I just sort of can't be bothered. Fair enough. It's like you have to be hardcore and go and listen to it. Either subscribe or just listen to it on the website. Um, I don't know if you've listened to the recent episode, Andy. I am almost at the end of episode three. Okay, so episode three is by Len's own reckoning. In fact, as we've ended it, he wraps it up. And then when I press stop on the record, he went to me pretty sure that was the best episode so far which yeah, i thought showed a yeah. huge amount of confidence uh, i think we've nailed it <laughs> yeah it was like that but it's got some really strong stuff in episode three that warrants more investigation yeah. including a peek into the pop music scene in the leniverse <laughs> that's the bit i haven't reached yet I okay got to that, but you told you're gonna me like it. it mate um i'm not gonna give anything away in that case but i think you're really gonna like it that yeah, I won't say anything in that case. So you've heard about two words, Nigel Black, the greatest ever player in the history of Earth Tournament. Yes, and his nickname. Um, they made a documentary about England's early nineties um, cup winning team led by Nigel Black called "To Kick or to Die." <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> That's, that's blown my mind. Sounds brilliant, doesn't it? That's incredible. To kick or to I die. I want to see that. Why can I not see that? But Why it, am I not quite in the a lot of detail. He said, the fun, he said they filmed it. There was a lot of footage behind the scenes and in the dressing room when England yeah. won in the early 90s, led by the greatest ever player, Nigel Black. And, yeah. and But the, the, the footage wasn't unearthed until a couple of decades later. Right. And when they unearthed it, they made a documentary out of it called To Kick or To Die. Fucking I mean, that, 
the whole story to me adds up. It almost seems more vivid than reality. I wonder if there's a, an, op- an option of like a portal, like on Goodnight Sweetheart with Nicholas Lindhurst, where one can travel into the Leniverse and then come back again. And watch to kick or to die. That, to kick or to die. My other favourite thing, I don't know if we, I let her mention too much about what's going on, but um, was Spencer Whitehouse's nickname. Yes, yeah, when that was revealed. Mm-hmm. Shall I, can president. I see it? The yeah. president. Fucking hell. <laughs> Whoa. Such a great nickname, that, isn't it? I've said it before, I'll say it again. Len is going to go on and outstrip anything me and you have achieved. He's going to go <laughs> yeah. on. And I think you might have that already. I put, put <laughs> yeah. it this way, right? Yeah. Even though it's only on, even though it's only on um, Substack, right? I have access to the numbers. Yeah. And I don't mean to be harsh to anyone. But no exaggeration, Len has more listeners than 95% of podcasts out there at the moment. <laughs> and that is a fact. I'm Quite not just right. showing off. I mean, it. Quite right. I mean, like, there's a lot of podcasts that actually have a bit of a profile and have probably been written up places mm. that have roughly half of Len's current listenership. <laughs> yeah. I believe that. I should Excellent. probably let him monetize it, but I'm not going to. Although he is selling, t- he has sold quite a few T-shirts on our Red well, Bubble yeah. site. Yeah, that's yeah. quite enough, I think. Yeah. Um, predictions. It's the final weekend of the league, and as you know, Sam, on the final weekend we predict all the Premier League games. Whoa! So, brilliant. So, so this could it's, really it's be. There. This could turn things around for you. It could do. It could do. There's 20 points between us as it stands right now, mm. so it could do. Um, there's no Millwall game so we've got all the Premier League games and Sunderland's playoff second leg we're 2-0 down by the way after the first leg Yeah. Um, we've got uh, I think we'll give results but Spurs as his team because Millwall yeah. are not playing yeah, that yeah. seems reasonable yeah. that seems right uh, yeah. as a West Ham kind of enemy substitute so mm. here we go uh, we'll try and rattle through these quick as we can because there's a lot Leicester versus Spurs 2-0 Leicester 2-0 Leicester I think it will be uh, one one. Hmm. Wolves versus Manchester United. I'll go first on this. I think this will be uh, two one to Wolves. I think it'll be two one to United. West Ham versus Southampton. Two one West Ham. Two one West Ham. I think we'll go for three nil West Ham. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sheffield United versus Burnley. Um, it's. Not going to end well for Sheffield United. 2-1 to Burnley. 1-0. One 1-0. All. One all. Fulham versus Newcastle, Sam? Fulham-Newcastle. Hmm. Um, I think that will end... I'm going to say 1-0 for that as well. 1-0 for that. I think 1-0 to Fulham. Leeds versus West Brom. I will go for... 4-0 to Leeds. Hmm. Did you see Big Sam having a full meltdown? Yeah. If you haven't seen it, <laughs> honestly, listeners, if you haven't seen it, I think that it's almost, I think it's second only to the Keegan meltdown. And I can't believe yeah. it's had more coverage. I think Sam Adams is very popular amongst the football media. And so they've almost let him off a bit. But it was a full meltdown. I mean, yeah. he was all over the place. And he reminds me a lot of Sir John Fanny Powder as well, or Roald Dahl, because <laughs> he's sort of like this. I could have stayed if I wanted to. What did they yeah. offer you? A lot. Loads. But I said, no, don't want to. Why not? I'm not long well, term. I'm, I'm a one season wonder, aren't I? <laughs> That's what Why? I do. 
because that's what you tell me. That's what the press say about me. But I thought you said they'd offered you a long time thing. Yeah, it's not for me though, is it? Don't wanna. They could have done. They offered me loads. They were desperate, fucking on their knees. They were on their fucking knees, begging me, right, offering me all sorts, noshing the lot. I said no. I don't wanna. No. Don't wanna. But maybe I do. I don't know. What do you want? No, that's what I said. You're crying. I'm not crying. You're crying. Next question. And then and they were. Yeah, I'm going on holiday now. <laughs> yeah, and then he started pitching for a job at Sky. Maybe yeah, I'll be yeah. on Sky. Tell your boss. Took him years to ask me on Sky. Is he going to ask me yeah. on now? Only joking. Bye. Go on. Fuck off. I'm going all day. See you later. Bye. <laughs> going now. Take my shoes and socks off, so I'm ready. So as soon as I get off the He's plane, I can get paddling in the sea. That's why my shoes and socks are off. So don't think it's weird. It's not weird. It's clever. Bye. <laughs> I'm Big Sam. Get Good. Get... What are you, little bastard? <laughs> <laughs> Next question. He's fantastic. No, He's no fantastic. more questions. Next question. No more questions. Bye. <laughs> the only next question is: Can I ask you another question, Sam? To answer that is no. <laughs> now, are there any further questions? Because if there are not, I, as I say, I'm going on holiday for a lovely paddle. Three, two, one. Time's up. Paddle time. Splish splash. Splish splash. <laughs> Where's my fucking bucket and spade? They offered me buckets and spades as many as I wanted to stay. I said, no, I said, I've no got point. a bucket and spade. No point, because I'll not be going on holiday if I stay, will I? And I won't really want the holiday. That's what these people are like, though. They're they stupid. Said, they can't they think more than five minutes into the future. They said I can have a holiday. I said, no, I want a big one. I want a four-month one. Yeah, not even a holiday. That's like moving, isn't it? Moving to a different country. I could do that. I'm, I know loads of languages. Ask me a language. I'll talk to you in it. Any language. Like that C-3PO, I'm like him. Next question. I can speak, I can speak Italian, I can speak Spanish. If your surname was Aladici, I'd be managing Real Madrid. Everyone knows that. Real Madrid wanted me to manage him. I said, no, I'm short term. I need a bucket and spade. <laughs> That's the big Sam way. Now, fill up this pint glass with wine. <laughs> Fucking I said, I'll lunatic. See you. Thanks very much. I'll see you at Watford in November when I take over there. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder where he will turn up next. Mm. It'll be somewhere um, like, who's getting promoted? Bournemouth, Watford and Norwich. Out of them, yeah. I don't think he'd go to Norwich. He'll go to Bournemouth or uh, Watford. Yeah, yeah well, but I, uh, we're not guaranteed Bournemouth are up yet, are we? But oh, no. It might be, I hope it's Brentford. Yeah, of course. It could be. But Bournemouth are 1-0 up in the first leg. And Come if on, any you manager, if, if any manager is going to be completely out of his depth in the Premier League, it's Jonathan Woodgate. Is he manager at Bournemouth? Bournemouth? Yeah, he is got he? the Bournemouth job. Yeah, yeah. Fuck him! They used to call him Village, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, poor old Jonathan Woodgate. He'll get eaten anyway, alive. Let's crack on with these. Let's crack yeah. on with these predictions and get out of here. Leeds versus uh, West Brom. I've said Leeds four West Brom. Leeds. Yeah, three 0 Arsenal versus Brighton. Arsenal Brighton. Mm, I'm going to say Arsenal one Brighton two. Ooh. I'm going to go for 3-1 Arsenal. Um, Aston Villa versus Chelsea, I will say. Uh, oh, Chelsea will win that 2-0. Um, I'll say 2-1 Chelsea. 2-1 Chelsea. Manchester City versus Everton. Manchester City versus Everton, I'll say 3-0 Man City. 3-0 to Manchester City I think that'll be 2-0 at Manchester City uh, Liverpool versus Crystal Palace I will say this will be oh, it's Roy Hodgson's last game isn't it um, 
2-0 Liverpool. 3-0 Liverpool. 3-0 Liverpool. And then a lot of big Sun- scores for last day. Yeah, and then Sunderland versus Lincoln. Yeah. Go second leg of the playoff. What was second the score leg, the first we're 2-0 down. And we'll make this prediction over 90 minutes. Damn. Not extra time. Fucking hell, mate. Yeah, it was uh, a fucking shit show. And is this one at the Stadium of Light? This is at the Stadium of Light, yeah. After 90 minutes, 2 0 yeah. Sunderland, mate. It's going to extra time. 2 1 Sunderland. We're going out. There we go. That's the predictions done. Uh, that's it from this episode. We'll be back after the weekend with more. Uh, you could never predict anything except death. Good luck on the velvet drain pipe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.